Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Hey Coach Podcast. This is Eric Reyes, and of course, this is the podcast that takes a look at business concepts taken from coaching and the athletic sidelines. Thanks again for tuning in. If you haven't done so so far, please help subscribe, rate, review the podcast. Definitely helps other people find the show. And if you want to get in touch with me, please email me at eric at heycoachreyes.com. I would love to hear from you. Okay, once again, here's a short one. It's what I can call a coach's tidbit. Got two stories for you. They'll both tie in together at the end, so bear with me. The first one is a story about my daughter. Uh, She had a gym membership. I'm not going to tell you what gym it is, but you probably could figure it out. And she was living in Brooklyn. And she decided to move home after COVID happened. She decided to move home and she wanted to cancel her gym membership. So she goes online and she can't find any way to cancel online. So she calls her gym and the gym says, yes, you can't do it online. You have to come in. And she goes, well, can't I just do it over the phone? They were like, no, you have to come in. So she explained to them, I don't live near that gym anymore. And the only answer was, well, then you need to transfer your gym membership to a gym that's closer. Now, she transfers the gym membership, but in my basement, I have a full gym. So she doesn't need a gym membership when she's home. So what did she do? She had to transfer her gym membership. Then she had to drive to the gym. Well, first she needed to check to make sure that the gym transfer transferred. Then she had to drive to the gym. And only then could she cancel her gym membership. So these gyms do this so that at a certain point you tell yourself, Well, it's only $10 or $20, so I might as well just keep it, and they get this money. That experience was so bad that she will no longer go to that gym even after she moves out and goes to wherever she is. So that's the first story. The second story was about my son's football team in high school. They were playing for the sectional championship. And they were down by one. It was 10 seconds left on the clock. There was one timeout left. And the ball was on the one yard line. And it was second and goal. So our school had at the time a a phenomenal kicker. He actually had a game winning, uh, a, a game tying kick. 49-yard field goal, uh, which helped us clinch the divisional championship. And so all we needed to do was kick the ball, put the ball in the middle of the field, kick the ball, and we would have won by two. But that's not what happened. The coach decided to go for the touchdown, which we definitely didn't need. Well, The ball was snapped. It was a good snap. The ball was handed off. 
And then it was bobbled. It was fumbled. The other team got the ball. And we lost by one. Now the moral to this is. Things don't have to be that hard. There's easy ways to do things. And if it's an, if the easy way works, you don't have to change it and make it difficult. You know, just another story. I was working at a government job, which I won't say which what it is. And every time someone is out, the supervisor would come in and break apart that person's job and give it to the other workers. So I decided to help her out and tell her, why don't you break apart each person's job, put it on a spreadsheet, and this way, when someone's out, it's already broken up and you don't have to think about it. That was something that I told her in the first, I say, week to week and a half of me being at that job. Yet, she didn't do it. It wasn't her idea. So she decided not to do that. So every time, and I would assume that it still happens to this day, and it will continue to happen, she will get up, go to the case of the person who is out, look at the stuff, break it up the same way, And then hand it out to all the other people. Looking at the gym, they lost a membership because they had to make it difficult to cancel. They wanted the money more than their reputation. And those kinds of reputations continue. And then the story, like I'm telling you the story, the story gets passed on and passed on. And they'll end up losing millions of dollars for... Something that if they actually just made it easy, my daughter would have actually just switched over and went back to them when she moved. You know, that touchdown, all they needed to do was move the ball to the middle of the field, take a knee, kick a 11-yard field goal, and win the game. How many times do we get on the phone and instead of having, because it's cheaper, having someone answer the phone... There's a message and you have to hit 17 different numbers on your phone to finally get someone who can help you. How many times are we making things more difficult than they are? You know, some of us want to get a new job, yet we want to be in that perfect situation instead of just looking online, applying to a position, see what happens. How about instead of calling someone to figure out a problem or a miscommunication, emails are sent back and forth over and over again when a simple phone call would take care of everything. You know, why are we making things so difficult? Is it to save money? Are we losing our reputation for who we are and what our company stands for? It doesn't have to be complicated. Take a time out. Think out not only what's best for your company, but what is the best experience and what will that lasting experience be 
for your customers, for your teammates, for your friends. Two quotes for you. One from Confucius. Life is really simple, but we insist on making it complicated. And second is from Leonardo da Vinci. Simplicity is the ultimate sophistication. The ability to simplify means to eliminate the unnecessary so that the necessary may speak. Again, it doesn't have to be that complicated. Sometimes the answer is simple. Take care.